0: Hello, and welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast about Japan, as you may have guessed, uh, and, uh, you know, life in Japan and Japanese culture. So let's get into it. Um, Today's topic, and I've been wanting to do this one for a while now, is dating and nightlife. Uh, A very interesting topic. Um... I um I'm not gonna talk about what's the same, you know, when it comes to like the U.S. and Japan. I, I mean, Japan has bars, it has restaurants. We all know what those are, so no need to define that. You know, it's not really all that interesting or different. Um, so uh, I'm gonna focus on things that uh, during my life in Japan, I said, "Whoa, that's kind of that's kind of different." It's a little different here, a little interesting, uh, maybe good, maybe bad, I don't know, let's see uh, where we end up. Okay, the first one I wanna cover is called the Gokong, also known as the uh, It's it, it, The rough translation of this is like a, a singles party, uh, like a Japanese version of a singles party. And there's some interesting differences here. When I think of a like at a US, you know, an American Western style singles party, I think of kind of the house party culture. You know, in the U.S. we have bigger houses, so we'll throw a house party and you, you invite a bunch of friends and friends of friends and friends and friends and friends, and you fill your house with a bunch of, you know, mutual kind of friends, you know, you know that way. It's like a Facebook phenomenon. And you all hang out and meet each other and you know your your buddy's girlfriend's roommate or something, maybe a cute girl or a cute guy or something that you want to talk to, and you meet through this way. That's almost like a singles party, right? You know, and then there's other things in the US, you know, those you know, those dating, speed dating and whatever. Anyways, Japan has this thing called the Gokon. And it's pretty cool. Um Japan doesn't have house party culture. So they do things at restaurants usually, and they they do these things where they get a, a balanced number of guys and girls. For example, five guys, five girls, and they uh, it might be like two, uh, like a guy and a girl who are dating already, and then they the guy invites like four of his single friends, and the girl invites four of hers, or maybe just like people all living in the same dorm, you know. But you gotta have the balanced numbers that's really kind of the, the main rule with Gokons. And you go out to a restaurant and, you know, you get five and five, so it's perfectly balanced. And it's, it's kind of like almost speed dating, you know, I want to say. But it's cool because you're with your friends, you know, like your friend invited you along, you know, your guy friend, and you meet, friends, you know, the girls are, like, friends of friends or whatever. So it kind of, it's almost similar to that house party thing. But they're going to do it at a restaurant, and they do it, make sure that the numbers are balanced. Which isn't really, doesn't always happen, you know, of course, in the U.S. with house parties. You might have, you know, what's called a sausage fest. You know, you get, like, a ton of, a house full of dudes. Um, And there's, like, one or two girls there. And you're like, oh, Jesus, let's get out of here. This is a sausage fest. With a go-cone, you're guaranteed... Uh, there's gonna be a girl for you okay now you know or a girl or guy for you and so it's it's cool is that you'll you'll be sitting there and you know oftentimes they'll do almost like a formal introduction they'll go around in, in a circle and you stand up and you say hey my name is you know I I know such and such you know or whatever my hobbies I don't know some kind of like introduction um because you're all you're all kind of having dinner. You know, it's like a dinner party, I guess. I guess that's that's a good definition of it. It's a dinner party. It's a dinner singles party. And it's got to have that balanced number. Okay, and you go around and introduce yourselves. Um, and the cool thing is there's often these rules where, you know, the bummer would be if you're stuck talking to someone you're not into or you're not attracted to or it's just not working out. So often with go cones, they'll have this kind of rotation rule. Okay, let's everyone rotate. Let's switch partners. Don't be stuck there talking to the same guy or girl all night, okay? Um, and then y- you know, if you're hitting it off with someone, you don't really want to end it. But hey, you know, you can you can get their number, their you know their digits, <laughs> their digits, and you know, go on an individual date later on. So the idea of the go cone is um, that y- you meet new people. And you're you're in this kind of environment that's friendly, you know. You're you're out in a restaurant having a good dinner, drinking. Hopefully, the food is good, and um, it's it's kind of a cool idea. I always thought this would work relatively well in the U.S. I think um, I think we have our own take on it. Like I said, with the house parties and speed dating and all those things. So I don't know. Um, we have already we already kind of have our own flavor of Gokon, you know, if you will. So, um, I don't know. It would be interesting, though, is if someone kind of marketed it in the U.S. as like a Japanese-style singles party or a Japanese-style uh, or even just called it a Gokon. I don't know if that would catch on. It's just interesting. I always thought that's kind of a cool way. It's kind of like your friend has a girlfriend, and he's going to introduce, you know, he's, his girlfriend's going to hook you up and, and just let's put together this kind of party. And the thing I liked about it is it's very casual. There's no real, like, says that you have to hook up with someone or, you know, you're, you're all, like, looking for love and, you know, you're trying to find the one or you're trying to find your marriage partner or something like that. Um, I think they're popular with college students, of course. It's, it's, it has a very casual kind of image to it. Uh, so that's the Gokon. also know as the Compa. Um I like to tell some stories. I want to know about three of them in my life. Okay, which isn't that many, but um, when I was living in Tolturi, um I was single, and uh, um, people were always telling me this, you know, you got to do Gokon, Gokon, you know, you're young, you're single. Let's, let's, let's put this together, let's hook this up. So I met a guy who owned a bar, um, and I'll go into that later, because uh, this bar turned out to be interesting, but he owned a bar and said, hey, why don't we hook up like a Gokon, it'd be an interesting Japanese experience for you, a Japanese dude. Um, uh, and I'm like, I had, I I had heard of this. I already knew what a go-cone was. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this sounds, this sounds fun. It sounds interesting. You know, I could always go, out <laughs> hey, you want to meet these girls? Uh, hey, I'm not going to turn it down. So, uh, the catch was I had to bring a guy and, uh, of course the, the owner of the bar, they said, you know, bring a foreigner. Okay. Cause that's, that's got appeal to it, especially in a, you know, in a countryside town like Toll So unfortunately for me i i was I was into the whole um I didn't really want to hang out too much with the foreigners. I had nothing against them, of course i just I was living in countryside Japan and I didn't really move out there to to make friends with a bunch of foreigners. you know, not like I said, not that I had anything wrong with them I, I didn't have any like bad blood or anything with them. It's just I chose like hey, I'm in the countryside Japan. I should try to, like, make some Japanese friends, you know, really experience the the genuine culture. You know, I didn't come all the way out to Japan to hang out with a bunch of white dudes. (laughs) So, uh, I knew one foreigner, which was my co-worker at E.ON, you know, the English language school. So, I was hoping maybe he knew someone else. Um... Uh, but it didn't really happen, and it was fine because he said, you know, it's fine. We could just bring bring your coworker, and then we got me, and it was three guys. It was a three and three, three by three, uh, Gokone. And, um, so, uh, he hooked us up. We went, and, uh, the girls were a little bit older because the owner of the bar was a little bit older, but it was cool. They were nice. They were sweet girls. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened though. Um, we 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 went out to dinner. We and then we kind of almost did like an after party, like after the dinner. Um, we were having a good time, and we decided to go out to a darts bar, you know. Um, uh, and so we hopped in a taxi, and we did like an after party with it almost and we're hanging out at the darts bar and i don't know it's, it just started going south i don't know we kept going to place after place uh, like we started at, at his bar for like before dinner drinks then we did dinner and that was fun and uh, yeah the chemistry was fine it, it wasn't i wasn't getting the uh, the feeling that we were like really meeting the the loves of our lives but it was it was a fun time it was good Um, my co-worker didn't speak much Japanese, which was interesting, but the thing is, the liquor was flowing, (laughs) and, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) I hate to say it, but it started becoming a blur after a while, and that was because of the massive amounts of liquor. Um, by the third place, like I said, we did pre-dinner drinks at his bar, we did dinner, then we ended up at this darts bar, and that's where it started going south, because we had a a large amount of alcohol in our stomach by this time. And I don't know what happened. We just started hanging out with other people at the darts bar. And I must have been insanely drunk because this night started becoming a blur. And um, we hopped in a taxi. I do remember going home. And here's the funny part. It was in the dead of winter, and it was snowing like crazy. There was, like, at least a foot of snow on the ground already. And I was bundled up, of course. But... When I I woke up the next morning, I had no jacket. Like, I had left all that stuff at the darts bar. (laughs) Like, my snow, like, my leather jacket and my, you know, my heavy leather jacket for, you know, the the really warm one. And and, uh, my scarf and everything. So I just went home with just, like, jeans and a shirt on (laughs) in the dead of winter. Now, granted, we just hopped in a taxi, but I just think that's kind of funny, is that I was that drunk that I just walked out of the bar uh, with just a shirt on. (laughs) Totally, just totally forgot everything. I mean, I could have left my wallet there, for for God's sake. Anyways, long story short, um, it was a good time. We got way too drunk. I think the girls probably got a little upset at that, because we kind of ditched them. I guess after a point, we just kind of started doing our own thing almost. Um there wasn't a second follow-up date for either of us uh, with that one. Um but it was a good time. I I, I do admit, for my first Gokon, it was fun. Uh I think the follow-up ones I told myself, hey Dave, you probably shouldn't drink as much, you know. Um, you're with ladies, you know. I was a gentleman, you know, I didn't do anything rash. Uh, but uh, I did get way too drunk for my own good, and that probably made a bad first impression. I mean, you have to keep in mind a go cone is—it's a, a first impression, you know. It's—it's it's a singles dinner party is—is is basically the way I'm going to define it. Okay, incident number two. Uh, again, same guy with the bar. Uh, this is a very another very small one. Um, this time the the uh, proprietor of the bar did not join us, (laughs) I wonder why, he brought just two girls, again, um, friends of his, acquaintances or something, um, a little older, of course, again, the guy was a little older than us, but again, we knew what to expect because of the first one, so that was fine, we're fine with older women, Japanese women, even though they're older, they look younger, so, uh, cool, that was fine, we didn't care, um, they're very sweet, they're very sweet, um, and I'm not going to say that as a predecessor to saying that they're that they're they weren't they weren't attractive. They were cute. Uh, they weren't like model gorgeous. You know, I wasn't expecting that, but they were very sweet. Um, and um, again, I brought my coworker, and this time we're we're more in control. We we did we did we did <laughs> we went easy on the pre dinner drinks <laughs> this time. And we just did dinner. We didn't do the follow-up after party at at bar after bar. We didn't do bar hopping, okay? So we kept our heads on our shoulders this time. We were more in control, which was good. And we had a good time. Uh, They were very sweet girls, and this time, I I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say girls, they were women. They were women. And I kind of hit it off, uh, the the personality of this uh, uh, this one woman, uh, she's an elementary school teacher, very genki, as they say, very outgoing, very energetic, full of life. Um, and uh, I did go on a follow-up date with her, um, and uh, she didn't really speak any English at all, and my Japanese was was pretty rough around the edges. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> so um, it made for an interesting follow-up date, and we, uh, we did, like, lunches. You know those like really casual lunches. You know we didn't really want to do the evening dates. Um, and she she had a car, which was a bonus for me <laughs> living in the countryside with no car. Because uh, I had my bicycle. <laughs> what a what a big winner I am. What a big what a catch. The dude, the English teacher with the bicycle. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't go anywhere. Uh, but I had a good time at the at the Gocon. Um, And it's interesting. I want to make a side note, which Gokon's really taught me, uh, and this is a life lesson um, I I like to say I have learned, is I like the balance in nature about how it's interesting that the less attractive person you may meet at the Gokon usually has the better personality. And this last one we went, this incident number two, the cuter girl, the f- more physically attractive one, which is uh, the person that my uh, co-worker latched on to, he always, like, you know, <laughs> gravitated towards the more attractive one. Hey, you know, God bless him. I would, too. Uh, but it it, it, w- it taught me a nice lesson, is that the more attractive one had had the, um, the lesser personality. And the, the slightly lesser attractive one, physically had the more attractive personality. And I like that, I love how that works out. It's just nature's balance. It it tells me that the world and nature and everything, yin and yang, it's all fair, okay? You know, the fat girl, (laughs) the fat girl has the sweetest personality, okay? The unattractive dude with the beer belly, the balding guy with the glasses, he's the sweetest guy in the world. He will treat you like a queen, like a princess, okay? That's the way life is, man. And I love that because it's fair. It tells me it's fair. I cannot fucking stand it when I meet like a model hot girl that's like Mother Teresa. Now, this has never happened, fortunately. But it drives me nuts when I meet a really, really good looking girl and she's like super sweet. I just there's a voice in the back of my head telling me what is wrong with her. There's got to be something wrong. There's got to be a dark side. There's got to be some kind of evil, murderous problem, some dark underbelly to this girl. Uh that is uh, is hidden, okay? And it, it really makes me suspicious because if you can't see the flaw, uh apparently you're going to you're going to get it eventually. If she's like super hot, uh there's something wrong there. Okay? It just drives me crazy. You can't have it all. You can't have it all. It, it will drive me nuts, okay, if it's like Mother Teresa that's super hot model, <laughs> okay? Um. So it, it, it's just fair. It all works out. I love it. When I see a model hot super girl and I talk to her and she's like, she's a total bitch or totally dumb or just just like the personality isn't there, I love it. It just, I take a deep breath, and life is fair. I love that. Okay, I digress. That's what Gokon's ca- taught me. Uh, last little story uh, is Gokon number three. Uh, and this is one I sort of hooked up myself. Okay, I had gone on these first two, almost like training missions, and I was like, hey, number three, let's hook this up myself. Let's do it. And what happened was uh, I went to a beach party, uh, that a foreigner in Toltery had set up. He was kind of the the local long term living in Toltery foreigner. And he did this like yearly beach party, which was wild. It was awesome. Because Toltery being so countryside, it didn't really have much in the, the, the way of parties and stuff. Okay. So, uh, anyways, we went to this beach party and I met this super cute girl. Really nice. Okay. And I was worried, okay, what's wrong with her? <laughs> anyways. Super cute girl, got the digits. Okay, kind of started texting each other, whatnot, and she suggested. Yeah, uh, I guess she suggested it, didn't it? I guess it was her idea. Let's do a let's do a go cone. I'm like, hey, that's a great idea because if we go out with just one on one, there's a little bit more pressure, you know. But with this, you know, you got you got a wingman, you know, you got it's more casual. You're with friends, you know. It's like a friend group date. Uh, so, it's kind of cool. So, we we hooked it up. It was me and this this girl. Now, the problem was, was that I was really interested in this one girl, uh, which kind of breaks the rule, one of the rules of Gokon, which is, you know, you got to rotate, right? Um, but, fortunately, I think her friends knew that. So, we were going to hook up a three by three, okay? So, it was going to be me and this girl, and then she was going to bring two friends. I was supposed to bring two. Of course, I had my coworker again. I asked him, hey... I don't really know. She wanted foreigners, of course. I don't know, it's kind of obsession with that in the countryside of Japan. Bring a foreigner, bring a foreign dude. It'll be interesting. Um, so three Japanese girls and three foreigners, foreigner dudes. That's what we we're going for. I I asked him, hey, can you bring a friend? He's like, don't worry, I got it. We were are uh, we're meeting in front of this restaurant. Um, so my coworker's there, and I'm like, hey, where's your friend? He's like, let me call him up dude cancels on us, I'm like, oh no, man, it's a me- it's messed up, you know, it's one thing for a-, a friend not to come to a house party, you know, it's not even anything, if he doesn't come, so who cares, but with a go cone, you got that rule, man, you got three by three, you got three girls coming, you gotta produce three guys, and I'm like, damn, this is embarrassing, Um, three girls are gonna show up, and then we got two dudes, you know, we, we look like a bunch of assholes, so anyways, girl shows up, actually, two girls show up, and I say, I'm so sorry the third guy canceled on us, and she was cool with it, and uh, she said, You know, don't worry, the third girl's actually running late, okay, so don't worry about it. So we go into the restaurant and it was cool uh because we had it was really small, of course, we had two and two, but it was fine because I was super interested in this one girl, and the friend she brought was pretty cute too, and so my friend was my friend was happy, you know. I just, basically, we just introduced him to this girl, and so we're just all sort of sitting there and talking. Unfortunately, you know, I was kind of, like, really into this girl, and I should have tried to make it more of a kind of a group conversation, but um, we're just, we're having a good conversation. I was having a great conversation with the girl. She was an English teacher, um, Japanese girl, so we had that in common, and so... It was going well. I was trying to bring her friend into the conversation. It was a, it was a tough balance though because her friend didn't speak English. She did, of course, because she's an English teacher. Um and my friend didn't really speak Japanese. So we're trying to kind of balance out this communication and with her friend being the English teacher like super fluent in both, of course, you know, native in Japanese and fluent in, in English. She was kind of playing translator, but it was it was working out because it was small, third girl shows up, okay, and she's, like, really cute, um, so my friend was really happy, because he had, like, two girls to himself, basically, so he was, like, in heaven here, um, and, uh, um, it, it was a good time, despite the, the, the mess up with the balance, the guy not showing up, Um, so it was okay and they were, they were happy despite the, the guy not showing up. And at the end, you know, it it was cool. And of course her friends knew I was super interested in her and she's like, hey, let's do this again. So, um, I follow up with her and, um, but it was, it was interesting is that she sort of said like, um, I wanted to kind of go on a solo date. You know, I was like, should we do another go Cone or can I just kind of start going on a solo date with her? You know, because it went so well at the go there's no problems with the conversation there. So I try to, I kind of went in for the, for the solo date and she sort of told me like, oh, I'm kind of going out with this other guy in another city. And I'm like, oh. So basically I got the feeling it's not going to happen with this girl. And then she's like, "Oh, but you know, we can do another go And I'm like, "Why?" Uh, that's kind of that's kind of awkward. Like, you just told me it's not going to happen cuz you're sort of going out with another dude and you want to go on another go So, of course, my friend wanted to make it happen, but I kind of I kind of didn't do it. You know, and maybe I don't know, maybe I should have, I don't know, write in and let me know your opinion on this. <laughs> But I just got the feeling it's not gonna happen solo with this girl because once I asked for the solo date, she's like, ah, I'm kind of going out with a guy. And I'm like, why do you want to do a go then? I don't know, maybe I should have because on second thought, I could have met one of her friends. I don't know, but that is kind of weird. Like, she just kind of passes me off to a friend of hers. I don't know. Anyways, it didn't happen. Uh, then an interesting thing happened was her friend contacted me and try and wanted to set up Um, number four, the follow-up one. Um, so she wanted to make it happen, okay? And she said, you know, hey, we don't even have to bring my friend, you know, the one that you're interested in. And so I was thinking about it, and it was weird. She lived in another city, actually, like, over an hour away, okay? She was gonna bring two friends. She wanted me to bring, you know, my coworker and hopefully another foreign guy, and so my friend said, "You know what? The foreign guy's not gonna come. My friend's not gonna come." So I had a student Japanese dude, real hilarious guy, outgoing, and I'm like, "Man, this guy's gonna be a blast at a Gocon. Maybe we should do this." So I brought it up with him. Um, I knew he was single, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, let's totally do it. This this will be fun." I found out from the girl though that her friends also live in this city, like over an hour away, and they were just like passing through. And I don't know, I got the strong impression that they didn't really see it as like a normal Gokon, like, hey, let's meet these dudes, Um, they might be cool, and, you know, maybe we can go on a date or something, I don't know. I just got the strong feeling that they wanted to just, they were like, had some kind of weird foreigner, you know, like, obsession. It's hard to explain. Just a weird taste in my mouth, like almost like dance monkey. Dance for us. We want to go out on this go cone because you're foreigners, and it's got some weird, twisted appeal to it. So, I actually turned it down. And again, write in and tell me tell me your opinion on this, Uh, because. I just got this weird, like, you're just passing through, it, it, it almost, it was just weird, it was just like a one-time thing, and it had no possibility of any kind of follow-up, and I felt like that was going to be a big letdown, especially if the guys were, you know, especially if the girls were going to be, like, really cute, and they're like, oh, we're going back to our town over an hour away, um, and I don't know, it was just like, I really got the feeling it was going to be a one-time thing, so I turned it down anyways that's my um that's my Gocone stories so um yeah that's I hope that explains well what a gocone is I, I thought that was kind of interesting because uh, uh I've never heard of anything like that in the US um like I said the most similar thing is maybe like a dinner party singles party type of thing uh moving on I want to talk about the dance events in in Tolturi especially. Um, now, Tokyo, a city this size, we, we got the normal, you know, western bars and clubs, dance clubs. They're not as big, but I don't really want to get into that because it's there's not really that many differences. There's not really much interesting there to talk about, at least for me. So I want to talk about Toltery because that had an interesting thing with the, the dance and club and, and nightlife events. Because it was so countryside, they didn't really even have a dance club. Um, they did events. Um, at these like spaces uh, that, that would host these these things, these dance events, and it was maybe once or twice a month, and because it was so rare, um, everyone in the whole town went. <laughs> and it, it, it was funny because it was almost like in like someone's garage <laughs> or something, and there'd be like a DJ, and the music was so so. Uh, the drinks were fine because they were they were not too expensive because this is not Tokyo. This is 3. This is the countryside. And it was interesting. Um, it's just funny to note because it told me that these dance events told me very vividly that Japan does not have Western dance culture. Okay. You know, in the US, you got school dances, uh, you got prom, you got that whole culture with pair dance, you know, slow dancing, whatever. Dancing, guy dances with a girl, dance floor, dance club, you know, hip hop, blah, blah, blah you got that whole culture. And Japan, of course, has that, but it's been imported. And traditionally, they don't have that. They don't have school dances, really. They don't have prom. Hell no, they don't have prom. And their traditional dances like matsuri. It's festivals. They do these group dances in circles. Uh, it's almost like country line dancing, I want to say. It's, it's not pair dance. It's not meet a girl on the dance floor, you know, lovey-dovey dance. It's it's big group festival dance and I saw that at this at this dance event and it was funny is that a DJ playing like techno okay and you'd expect western style kind of pair dance you know just a big chaotic dance floor with dudes kind of grinding up against you know cute girls or, or, or trying to you know like hey baby. So it wasn't that though and I started laughing because I go to this dance event and everyone is facing the same direction which was very odd to me, almost like they're at a concert, but there's nothing to look at. The DJ is, like, off to the side, and everyone's just kind of facing a wall, (laughs) looking at the same direction. Like I said, it looked like country line dancing. That's the best way I can explain it. And (laughs) at the same time, I want to say it almost looked cult-like, like Like they're worshiping the sun or something. ah, the sun, we love you, ohm, ohm it was so weird, it was almost like you have to stand here, this is your position, you're in position 14, you dance here, you must face this direction, it looked very rigid and very prepared, it, not the chaotic kind of dance floor, and I said, why the hell, what's the point, like, how do you meet a girl, you're not even dancing with every anyone, you're just standing there dancing by yourself, all facing the same direction, it looked very odd to me, <laughs> and this is really the only place I've ever seen this. When I when I went to dance clubs uh, in Tokyo, of course, it was more Western style, it was a chaotic a chaotic dance floor, but I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. I don't know if that was only specific to Toltery or just the Japan countryside, but it looked very cult like. Okay. The thing I did like is, like I said, it was a small town, so everyone was there. It's like, hey, the guy from the bar, and, you know, the the waiter from last night at the the izakaya, you know, everyone's there. Your students, tons of your students would show up, you know, if you're an English teacher. All the English teachers in the town would be there, like every foreigner in the town. Um, That was kind of cool. It had that kind of, you know, country feeling to it, but it was funny. It's like a Japanese version of a, you know, a country (laughs) barnhouse dance. Let's do the barnhouse dance. So that was kind of funny. Um, and like I said, it was so rare that it, it, it had that appeal. You know, It's like, oh, this once a month you got to go. Everyone's going to go to this thing. So it was kind of cool. Um, one interesting side note, speaking about uh, this dancing, this Western-style dancing and whatnot, I heard recently, I don't really go to dance clubs anymore, of course. I'm an old dude um, in Tokyo anymore. And uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, at many dance clubs, bars, clubs, whatever, in, in Roppongi, I don't know if other areas in Tokyo, uh, but dancing's been banned. And uh, part of the reason is they say that, that Japanese girls uh, were getting were complaining a lot about, you know, the aggressive foreign dudes grinding up on them, you know? Uh, so it's just interesting. Note is that Japan... Um, isn't really necessarily into this Western-style aggressive grind up against me culture. Uh, that's not their culture. They weren't brought up on. That. <laughs> they weren't brought up on that. You know, they didn't. Do, they didn't have prom with uh, with dudes grinding up on them. You know, wearing tuxedos. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to note. It, it almost reminded me of Footloose. You know, <laughs> you know, in the movie Footloose. You know, dancing's banned. You know, it's not. It's not Christian. So it's just funny is that a friend of mine told me, he's like, yeah, dancing's been banned in Roppongi. Now, I don't know the details of this, but uh, I think it's true is uh, I guess maybe it depends on the bar or club, but uh, apparently dancing is banned at several dance clubs. (laughs) Can you call yourself a dance club anymore in Roppongi? Uh, And maybe it's throughout Tokyo as well. I don't know. It's interesting. I'd say Roppongi probably because of all the foreigners there. That's the big foreigner hangout. Um, So, I don't know. Interesting to note that (laughs) they went footloose in Roppongi. Uh, Moving on. Uh, This is a really uh, interesting one. Very Japanese, because I've never seen anything like this. I want to talk about hostess clubs. Hostess clubs and hostess bars. Um, Now, the definition of this, and you're going to freak out if you've never been to Japan. Think of a strip club. But there's no stripping. (laughs) A strip club without the stripping. Um, Now, if you've ever been to a strip club in the U.S., you know that you go there and there's tons of girls and it's just amazingly easy to meet girls. They just come up to you and start talking to you. Oh my God, what a fantastic place this is. Yeah, that's because they work there, okay? Um, And they kind of flirt with you, you know, and they kind of give you that feeling like, wow, wow this girl's like into me, you know, she's like flirting with me. Okay, and then there's like, you know, then you get a lap dance or a table dance, and she takes her clothes off, and then you give her the money, and then that's it. So you realize quickly, if you have a brain on your shoulders, if you have a head on your shoulders, that a strip club in the US, yes, there's that flirting element, but really, it's, it's just a business transaction, right? They're making money. Okay, it's just the predecessor to convince you to purchase One of their additional services, you know, namely a lap dance or a table dance. Now imagine that, but without that, think of just the flirting element, and that's a hostess club. You go there, the girls are just dressed to the nines, um, just look elegant in in these like evening gowns or whatnot. Young, pretty girls, of course, uh, just like at a strip club, but they keep their clothes on. And you sit there, and they flirt with you. It's like a flirt club. That's what we should call it—a flirt club. That's what a hostess club is. And the drinks are astronomically expensive, and you gotta buy the girl drinks, okay? Uh, but she works for the club, so I don't know. To me, it seems silly because obviously she's talking to you just to make money for the club, and you just gotta buy her drinks, you know, as you're as you're talking to her, okay? And she could probably pound him down so that, you know, she's making more money for the club. But that's really the point of it. She's she's walking around, and she's flirting with you. Um, and um, you're buying her drinks, okay? Now, I never understood that. Like, why the hell would you just do that? Like, what's the point? You know, she's obviously just using you to make money. Uh, but I think, and uh, this is one of those things that's just dark and hidden and secret in Japan, is that hostess clubs... Um, I guess there's the potential for more, okay? You ask the girl for her phone number. Now, you usually don't do that at a strip club in the U.S., right? I mean, the stripper probably gets that all the time. But, you know, I don't know. To me, a strip club is no place to hit on girls. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. They probably get it all the time. But, you know, it's just such an obvious thing. Like, you hit on a stripper... God, I I don't know. Are you really gonna date her? I don't know. But I guess in the hostess club, you know, she's not taking her clothes off. You're not paying her for a lap dance. They're kind of setting up this thing, like, hey, um, it's more um elegant, it's more um refined. She's flirt sitting there flirting with you. You're buying her drinks, sure they're expensive, and you know, you're making you know, you're paying the bar all this money. Uh, but um, hey, you might you might get something out of it. And I think there is that. I think that's the reason they go and they spend all this money, the Japanese dudes. Um, And a student of mine, an older guy, business guy, married, interestingly enough. Ooh, married. Uh, He had what's called a bottle at this bar. He spent an astronomical amount of money on his own bottle of whiskey. Uh, That's the drink of choice at these places. Um, With his name on it at the bar. And so he'd go there and he'd work through this bottle that was astronomically expensive. It's kind of like a, almost like a membership, I want to say. And he said, hey, let me take you here. Now, some guys do this as a, a thing with their clients. You know, they take a client out for a business thing, you know, and it's not a strip club. You know, it's not, it's it's classier. So I guess it is acceptable in Japan to take a business client to a hostess club, you know, and you're sitting there flirting with the girls you know, and this potential, you know, business partner is is uh, buying your drinks, you know, and, and showing you a good time, okay, and it's classy because the girls are keeping their clothes on, so I guess that's an appeal to it to, as well. Anyways, he takes me out, and of course, this girl is super cute, okay, all these girls are showing up, you know, and there's like the mama-san, which is like the older kind of overseer, Okay. She's pretty too, but she's like a foreign you know, she's like a former queen. She's a little bit, you know, advanced in age, I want to say. Okay, but they're all dressed up and we're sitting there and he's, you know, he's pouring me his whiskey and I I appreciated that, you know, and he didn't make me pay a dime. So, I'm not going to refuse it. <laughs> but the guy showed me a good time. It was interesting and you know, the girl of course is very outgoing and flirtatious, of course, but not but in a classy way. She's not all like, you know, <laughs> drunk and all over you, you know, like a stripper may be, but it's, it's a classy time. And the guy said, I was single at the time, and the girl wasn't much younger than me. We're on the same age. The guy was older, so he, he wasn't, he wasn't going to do anything. You know, he, he was, he was married, but he, he was cool. He wasn't, he wasn't a cheat or anything like that. So I don't know how the wife would feel. She probably knows, but I don't know, maybe she's cool with it because the girls keep their clothes on. Anyways, he said, We're at this we're at this hostess club. He's like, hey, um, why don't you give David your uh why don't you give him your number? Okay? And she does. And she she was cool with it. And so he was kind of trying to hook me up. And I appreciated it. She was cute, of course. And um, I'm like, what do I do? She's a hostess, It's like I didn't really understand. What's the protocol on this it it felt awkward it was almost like I asked a stripper out I don't know it's just very awkward for me and um so I did call her up because my student is like dude you gotta call her come on she's like super cute come on you gotta do this dude he he was he told me point blank you know what I want to live vicariously through you okay so you gotta call her you gotta go out with this girl Uh, Because if I was young, if I was your age, and I was single, I would totally ask this girl out in a second. Okay, I'm older, I'm married, I have kids. I just want to I just want to see I want to live vicariously through you. I want I want I want this to happen. So I call her up. And she agrees to go out. And I'm like, I don't know, is this some kind of extension of the hostess club? Is this some kind of business transaction? I don't know. So we go out. And I I take her on a date and it's a first date so I pay. I didn't I didn't do dutch thing on a first date. I don't do that. I say if it's a first date and I'm asking, I'm going to pay. So I take her out to a relatively classy restaurant, not like super expensive. Come on, I'm an English teacher. And so we go out and it's it's all right. She's she's kind of um actually you know at the hostess club she was a little different, of course, as you'd expect. Her personality was a little bit more quiet during the date, and she wasn't all that interesting as the conversation went on, you know, because you run out of stuff to talk to. You got, like, the base information, you know, the where you're from and what you do and your family and whatnot, um, and anyways, we went on maybe a couple dates, and I just got the weird feeling this just wasn't happening. Like, I was really attracted to her physically, but again, like I said, with the balance thing, her personality wasn't all that. You know, and um, like I said, I almost—I uh, was almost satisfied because she was so good-looking, and it just told me again with the balance. You know, you can't go after the super hot girls uh, if you if you wanna if you want a personality on her. Uh, so, um, I don't know what happened. There was this awkward moment where after one of the dates, I tried to kiss her, and she did the cheek thing. Ooh. You know, like, I went in for the kiss, the goodnight kiss, and she turned the cheek. Ooh. Yeah, awkward. Uh, yeah, so she, um, I didn't, I decided after that incident, I'm not going to call her back. That was really awkward. And I even told, my student kept, you know, probing me for info. How's it going with, with this girl And I told him that story. And he's like, ooh, ooh, awkward. Yeah, we both agreed. That was one thing we could agree on. Japanese guy, American dude, we both agreed that was awkward. And uh, she called me for a follow-up. And I got the strong impression that uh, she wanted a foreigner friend uh, because she studied English abroad. And she had just moved back to Toltery. And she wanted to keep up her English. You know, it was almost like a free English lesson or something for her, and she wanted to keep me kind of on the leash, you know, on the string as a, kind of a guy friend that she could go out with for a drink and have an English, some English practice, and I'm like, oh, that's going to drive me crazy because you're way too hot. You're way too cute for that. That's gonna drive me that's gonna drive me crazy yeah yeah I just want an English language partner friend oh she didn't say that but I really got that strong impression so that just sort of fizzled out I, I kind of um, I don't know if I didn't return her call or she didn't return mine anyways yeah I just kind of gave up on it um it was it was just gonna get really frustrating and you know I figure you know if, if it's meant to be you know it just really works out from the beginning. I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm all for that, you know, never give up and just keep fighting for what you want. But man, when you meet a girl or a guy, you know, a member of the opposite sex, and it's just a struggle from the beginning, man, I don't know, it's just a bummer. Just, you know, the things that have worked out, you know, when when a date has turned into a girlfriend or a relationship, it just, it was just way different. It just worked out from the beginning, you know, like we hit it off from the beginning, and she returns my calls and there's really no problems with that there's no games um, and i like that and and i hate the game playing thing so um i don't know like i, I don't know i'm just not that type to to, to do the game you know you got to wait this many days and all that you know all that stuff presented in the movie swingers you know it it just it just seems to me if it works out it works out and if i go in for a good night kiss and she turns a cheek oh that's never going to happen that's just no amount of like going out and dating and getting to know her and t- attempting another kiss attempt. No, that's just, this is not going to happen. If I get a cheek, I have failed. I have failed completely. I have crashed and burned and I should, uh, b- dust myself off and move on to the next. Okay. Which is what I did with this one. <laughs> so, um, oh, okay, moving on. I want to talk more about hostess clubs. Uh, I want to talk about hostess bars. Now, these are interesting because these are basically hostess clubs in disguise. They look like bars. Um, But they don't have the typical hostess setup. Um, And I got tricked. I I was frequenting a bar, and I had no idea until someone told me, yeah, you know, that's a hostess bar, okay? Uh, I went to this bar, and basically it was just like any other bar, uh, it was pretty small. It had a bar area and it had some tables. Uh, but the only exception was the bartenders were super hot girls. <laughs> and, you know, and that should have told me from the beginning that something was up with this bar. But I had no clue. I just thought that the, the owner of the bar, which which is the friend of uh, of mine that I mentioned, I befriended the owner of this bar, uh, this turned out to be a hostess bar, Okay. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought it was just a bar where the guy was hiring super hot bartenders. Okay. A friend of mine took me to this bar, uh, a different student, and we sat at a table. Um, and the the drinks were what you would expect to pay at a bar. You know, they were reasonable. Um, so I, the thing I was is i uh, hanging out there with a friend and we're, you know, just having a drink at a bar. And I'm like, damn, this bar is cool, man. The, the bartenders are hot. I'm coming back here. So I, I decided as sort of, I want to say, a Japanese study technique, after teaching English, now English school, <laughs> uh, the, uh, I would finish work around 9 p.m., uh, which is perfect time to go to a bar. So after work, and, and the greatest thing I want to mention is that uh, I didn't have work the next morning, the next day, until maybe noon or 12 the next day. So you could go to a bar after work, no problem, and have a few drinks, and you'd be fine for work the next day because you didn't start until noon at the earliest. So that was kind of cool about life uh, when I was teaching English in the countryside. So, anyways, I'm like, you know what? I want to go to this bar, and to to study Japanese, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to these cute girls that work at the bar uh, as a study te- <laughs> as my study technique. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's the way I want to practice Japanese. That's that's, that's what I resolved to do, and I thought that would keep me motivated for fairly obviously for fairly for fairly obvious reasons. So I started frequenting this bar, and the first thing I noticed is that when I sat at the bar, which obviously you sitting at the bar would give you an opportunity to to talk to the cute girls. Number one, the drink, the first drink was way more expensive. They tagged on like a 1,000 yen, like a $10 uh, sitting at the bar fee, okay, which is what they had, and they had this on the menu, so I realized, I'm like, oh, that first drink was really expensive. Why? And I see this sitting at the bar fee on the menu. (laughs) If you sit at the bar, your first drink of the night is very, very expensive. It's plus 10 bucks. Okay, I'm like, damn, that sucks. But I wasn't too bummed about that because there's no tipping in Japan. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to tip this girl. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing I noticed. Second thing I noticed is the girl just talked to me. I mean, she didn't ignore me or anything. And the the uh, the patron to bartender ratio was awesome. There may be like three dudes at the bar at most, and there's like two or three bartenders. So most likely when I go to the bar and told three, you know, like on a weeknight... After school, I was like the only dude at the bar, and there'd be like two super hot girls working there. I started frequenting this place, and I had no idea until months later that, hey, Dave, did you know that bar is a, it's a hostess bar. Those girls are supposed to talk to you, okay? That's why it's so easy. That's why they go up to you and start flirting with you. Now I didn't really care so much because number one the girl was super cute, and number two I was getting a hell of a lot of Japanese practice out of it. Now I would go out to this bar for a few hours. I'd buy like a couple drinks, and I considered it a Japanese lesson. And when I did the when I did the math on how much I was paying, true the drinks were really expensive, but I was nursing them. I was nursing them and I was getting my money's worth in my opinion because I was getting so much Japanese practice and I was getting Japanese practice from a cute girl which kept me motivated. So I had like a notebook out, and I'm taking notes and I'm like writing you know, new kanji down and whatnot and I'm learning all this from this cute girl. Okay, and uh, okay, I didn't know it was a hostess bar. Uh, I don't know if it would have mattered anyway but I was, I asked the girl for her phone number. You know, I started kind of texting her and whatnot, okay? And um, she gave it to me, and uh, at this time, I had no clue this was a hostess bar, but I think maybe she was obligated to because she worked at this bar. And we started going out, and I had no idea. I was, like, dating basically a hostess, okay? And so I went on a date with her, and she said she had a boyfriend, yeah, I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was about. I'm like, why are you going out with me then? Okay, so uh, I don't know what that was. Like, I paid for the date. I don't know. I, I guess she was just kind of taking advantage of a of a free lunch or a free dinner. I don't know. Uh, nothing really came of it. Uh, but um, interestingly to note, I went you know onto the bar because I was frequenting this bar, and the owner knew we had gone out. It was almost like I got the feeling she reported back to him. Uh, She was checking in with him, or he was checking in with her. Uh, Hey, I went on a date with this guy. And it was a really awkward moment. He was asking me about the date. And I almost, it it was unsaid, and I totally misunderstood. I don't know what I was supposed to do in this situation. And I've asked... um, Japanese friends, I've told them this story, and they still don't even know what to say. They, they've given their different opinions. Uh, and one of the opinions I heard was I was supposed to give this guy some money or something. I don't know. And I've heard that as well, is that one uh, thing with the hostess clubs is it's really unsaid. There's a lot of kind of uh, dark side. Don't talk about it stuff with hostess clubs is there's more to meets the more blah, there's more than meets the eye with these places is yeah you start dating this girl um you got to pay for that i don't know it looks like it's out of the realm of the hostess club you know it's just personal you're going out with the girl herself but i don't know there's a little bit of a i'll be honest a little bit of prostitution there and i've heard that uh, said many times is that hostess clubs and bars are just fronts for potential prostitution and that if anything physical happened with the girl I asked out or um, I don't know that hostess that gave me the cheek if she didn't give me the cheek I don't know maybe we started doing stuff Um, maybe she was protecting me maybe if something happened she was gonna tell her boss and I was supposed to pay for that I don't know. Write in and tell me if you know. Um, I haven't heard a good answer for this. I've told Japanese friends this story, and no one has ever given me a straight answer. It's one of those uh, dark side things that's just uh, unsaid. You're just supposed to know, and I don't. Um, And I don't know. I don't know how many people do know. (laughs) I don't know. Is there a book I can read? Uh, but apparently that is, is that is a truth to it, is that it's actually just a front for prostitution, and that, uh, you can ask the girl out, and if she gives, if she goes out with you and something physical happens, you have to pay somebody for that. (laughs) Uh, how much, or what the schedule of payment for that is, I have no idea, uh, but it's, it's interesting, culture is interesting, huh? So, Yeah. It's just funny because, you know, in the U.S., it's stuff like prostitution is just so much more explicit. You know, like there's ads for escorts and whatnot, and everyone knows what that is, you know. Um, but, hey, maybe I'm speaking from an American point of view, is that, of course, I know what that is because I'm American. And maybe Japanese, of course. Don't you know that hostess clubs are just prostitution houses? Didn't you know that? Of course. It's so obvious. Uh, but to a non-Japanese, it's not obvious. So... Um, I don't know. It's just funny to note though, because if you ask an American, if, if, a, if a Japanese person living in America says, what's an escort, you know, cause it doesn't, an escort is just a name for a prostitute, but you don't, I mean, it's not like defined that way. You know, it's like a prostitute has this definition, but an escort has a different, you know, definition. So it's possible that a Japanese student, for example, comes over to the U S to study abroad. And, uh, what's an escort? You know, that question could be posed. And an American would say, it's a prostitute. Okay, let me tell you. An American would probably just say that, you know, straight out. But in Japan, I've asked, what is a hostess? What is a hostess club? What is a hostess bar? And I don't get that straight answer. I don't get, it's a prostitute. I don't get that at all. So that's an interesting difference with Japanese culture. There's a lot of roundabout indirect communication of course and that's been said a lot about Japanese culture um so yeah uh, it's very uh, it's a very good example is uh, hostess clubs and bars is they it's one of those things they just don't explicitly tell you it's an escort maybe it isn't explicitly an escort it's just kind of this very unsaid subtle thing and maybe that's what makes it attractive you know because you're not just straight out paying for sex you kind of flirt, and, you know, you date, and maybe there's this kind of element of courting that's going on that makes it more real. And I don't know, perhaps, you know, there's crazier things that have happened. Maybe, I'm sure uh, a client has married or dated and gone on to marry a hostess. I don't know, I'm sure that's happened, you know, just as maybe a client has married a stripper. So, um, I don't know, interesting, hostess clubs and bars, there you go. Um, the last one I want to cover, is called Omiyai, and I will say I know the least about this one because I've never done it, and you'll know why. Uh, Omiyai is basically traditional uh, arranged marriage in Japan, um, and that's the traditional meaning of it, and uh, the nouveau meaning has taken on kind of something else, uh, because, in this day and age people don't really want to do arranged marriage, right? You know, in this this global culture we live on, live in, we don't really want to do that anymore. Okay? And that includes Japanese young Japanese people or even of marriage age Japanese people. They don't really want to arrange a marriage. There's just too much pressure. So, I will say I don't think it has that same like, hey, here's your guy, you're marrying him. Enough said. There's not that much pressure about it. Uh, But it does have the connotation is that if you're going to do omiai, you're looking for the love of your life. You're looking for a marriage partner. That's the point. The first person you meet, is that the one you have to marry? No, I don't think they do that anymore. But it does have a much more serious connotation than just dating. Okay. And traditionally, this is going to be family, your mom or dad, or your neighbors, or people in the neighborhood they are going to set up a formal meeting. It's going to be kind of like that go-cone, but instead of friends, it's going to be your family or your neighbors. And here's the girl from the neighborhood, and here's you. You're getting a little older. Hey, maybe you even said, hey, mom, dad, I, I, I think it's time I got married. Can we do omi And mom and dad, or maybe there's like the neighborhood. I forgot the name of this person. Forgive me but I want to say like the neighborhood witch doctor <laughs> who kind of says um you must this is the pattern of the stars you know they do the whole uh, zodiac you know the Japanese version of the zodiac thing um, palm reading whatnot and say this is your life partner the stars are aligned for you so we will set up this meeting okay so there, there could be that the neighborhood mate matchmaker. <laughs> that's a better word than, than witch doctor, uh, that will set up this meeting and you have kind of like a formal dinner. Um, I've seen it covered on TV. There's actually been more coverage of this on TV lately. Um, and it looks like kind of, sometimes I've seen them wear suits. Okay. And they have like a dinner at a house. Okay. A house dinner, uh, which is somewhat rare in Japan and, um, or maybe a formal restaurant. And hey, mom and dad, mom and dad on the other side, and hey, let's introduce you to the n- girl from the neighborhood, okay? Now, like I said, I don't think there's as much pressure like, hey, we must get married. But hey, if it works out, it works out. But it's, it's almost like a go cone, but it's a lot more formal. There's more, uh, there's more of that serious connotation to it, and you're not with your friends. You're kind of with more uh, a formal setting, your family or people from the neighborhood or something. That's the traditional kind of setup for it. Now, like I said, there's a been a lot more coverage with it, and they're they're almost like putting a new spin on it. Kind of this more um y- you know, this nouveau spin to it. And I've seen on TV they've actually been doing uh reality shows, Omi reality shows. And I don't know who's first on this, but I think it's like um it's like The Bachelor or the Bachelorette. You know, there's reality shows. But it's less staged. And less um, rehearsed and scripted, and they have these big um, singles parties. I want to call them, and they call them Omii parties. And they do. They make it into a reality show, and they have a dude, a bunch of dudes who are single, and a bunch of ladies that are single. And they're they're a little older. They're not in their twenties. They're not college kids. They're in their maybe late thirties or something. Um, A lot of them. And they just on this reality show, they've been kind of covering, you know, you know, these Omii things, they kind of do like a singles mixer type of event. And then they do maybe a more formal um, Omii meeting type of thing. But it's kind of interesting, you know, because it's got that more serious connotation, like the bachelor or bachelorette does because you know, hey, there's pressure here. They're supposed to get married at the end, right? They're looking for their life partner. They're not just casually dating someone or looking for someone to meet. So, um, yeah, it's been interesting. It makes for interesting TV. You know, in general, I'm not... I've said this on my blog before. I'm not the biggest fan of, of Japanese TV. But uh, this is... It makes for kind of interesting viewing, um, culturally speaking. Because Omiyai, um America doesn't really have much of that arranged marriage thing. You know, we're a young country. We don't really do that... Um, unless the country you know the immigrant country at the same time you know does it. But American culture per se, I don't think has that arranged marriage culture in it. Japan does. Um, also is that lately they've been uh, they've been doing Omi websites. you know and these are like um, these are like your dating websites. but again, it has that more serious connotation. This is not for college age people. this is for people looking for their life partner, the love of their life, the one. Um, so if you join an Omi website, it's not your it's not your standard dating website, which may be more casual. This is more formal. This is it. You're looking to settle down. you're looking for kids. So that's probably what you're gonna talk about at Omi. I'm assuming. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know show my ignorance on this one. I've, I've just seen this basically on TV. <laughs> so that's like the extent of my knowledge and from what I've heard from people living here. But um, that's Omi-ai. Um Interesting cultural uh, thing there. So yeah, that's basically the, the four things I wanted to cover about dating and nightlife in Japan. I thought that was uh, interesting differences between Japan and America. Um, that's all for now, folks. Take care. You have a good day, okay, and talk to you later, sweetie. Bye.